Hi, and welcome to the Cricket Shepparton Show. This is part of the Super Saturday Sports Show that you can listen to as to keep up to date with all things happening around Cricket Shepparton. This show airs on a weekly basis on a Saturday throughout the summer season on 1FM Shepparton Radio. So let's have a listen to see what's happening on the Cricket Shepparton Cricket Pitches this week. And a big good morning to everyone right around the Cricket Shepparton region as round six is upon us here on this, well, interesting Saturday morning, a top of 24 degrees, and I've got a couple of very well-respected old students, people in the studio to talk all things cricket on this Saturday afternoon. Absolutely fantastic to have everyone's company, as we do each and every Saturday morning from 9.15, and it's great to have you in the studio as well, Statsman, as we move along and look at round six, and only, well, this game to go, and then we've got the couple of week, uh, two weeks off in terms of the Christmas New Year break, and then on Saturday, January 7, it all happens again, and we kick into round seven and onwards, and what an interesting, um, well, last couple of months in, in in terms of floods and getting the season underway, we've finally had, uh, well, after today, we'll have six rounds of cricket um, pass us by. And who would have thought that that would have been the case, you know, um, when we were deep in flood crisis at the beginning of October and, and, and where things were going. Everyone was keen for cricket. And then as the floods rolled on, we sort of became a little bit disinterested. And then we've got cricket up and going again. And we've got a one-day format for the entirety of the season, which I think is a positive thing to see all clubs playing each other at least once and then hopefully next year we might get into some two-day cricket going forward. Just out of the board meeting last Monday night, um, most uh, people in attendance, which was good to see, and discussing things in particular just with all the players out there on a Saturday. There has been um, some complaints made to the board about clubs and the way that they're representing their club um, on a Saturday afternoon in terms of player behaviour, and we'll talk to the boys in the studio in a moment about that. Uh, player behaviour, especially towards umpires, there, there is an umpire shortage at the moment. So that's certainly not making things very healthy um, if umpires are copping sprays, etc. from players as well in terms of dissent going forward. So just have a little think about your actions um, as a cricketer when you're being dismissed, etc. We're all human. We all make mistakes. So time to have a little bit of a think before Christmas about the way that we're operating um, in the game and trying to promote it in a positive light. Uh, T20 competition should roll around at some point uh, in January. We'll hear more about that in the next few weeks um, leading into that in terms of T20 finals and all that sort of stuff. We haven't even got a fixture at this point in time. So we need um, to see that come out. Um, a few other things came out that I'll touch on a little bit later. But uh, to get things rolling on this Saturday morning, it's fantastic to have two of my close friends in the studio to talk all things cricket and I guess to allocate some time towards the Old Students Cricket Club which we have been, uh, all three of us, heavily involved with for the past couple of decades. I talk about none other than uh, than the man himself, Gino Saraceno. Welcome to the studio, mate. The coach of the club. Uh, fantastic to have you here. Yeah, thanks, Digger. It's great to be here. And uh, in terms of your coaching Gino, it's how long is this being a reappointment, or you've done it the last couple of years? Just tell the listeners a little bit about your coaching role and how long it's been going for. And I know you know we're all busy people, and it's probably something that may have got lumped on you a little bit. Um, you're taking a step back now, and we'll talk about your your time in B grade because it's been a long time since you've been in B grade, probably um, a good 25 plus years. But just your role at at, at the club in terms of coach. Um, and, and your feelings on that? Yeah, Dig, 
Just in terms of coaching, I'm sort of second stint. I coached obviously a few times before at the club, but uh, this time around, it's more, probably more about you know in light of what we've got coming through the club, and then obviously with the role that our junior uh, coordinator and Vince Gagliardi plays, and Vince will touch on that later. But from my role, it's more more an organising and planning. You know, there's there's things that we work on at training, and we're trying to execute on game day. Um, the best part of that is that we've actually got buy-in at, at training. We're getting, you know, 35, 40 on the track, um, which hopefully, you know, that, that translates into better performances as, as the season goes on. Now, how are things faring down at Old Students? You, you mentioned that the numbers are good. I'm hearing the numbers are great um, and that there's attributed to probably a lot of factors, um, including juniors, and that, that's been discussed uh, in the radio show and I guess in little conversations around Cricket Shepparton that, that the numbers are fairly low across the board in juniors, but I know at our, well, I'll say at our club, at Old Students, that uh, that's not the case, that numbers are fairly good at training, as you mentioned, and that, that obviously gives you a pretty good vibe as a coach of the club. Yeah, it's look. It's it's pretty easy because the boys at the cricket club, the junior boys, are pretty committed, and not only that, they're talented as well. So they've been able to play in the higher grades, A, B, and even C. Now we've brought D grade up from C grade last year, and E grade as well, where we've got we've got kids across the whole grade. And I think the most important thing is, and I've always said this, is that you build from the bottom up, and that's your junior program up to your A grade. Of course, you want to win A grade flags. That's that's what your clubs, you know, gets remembered for. But our, our club is probably flipped a little bit in the sense of we you know we have an under eights under tens that the milo program is historically known and the blast now and then we filter through with the under 12s i think we've got two or three sides there 14a 14b 16a so in that space we're you know we're faring pretty well and that translates into good numbers on the track and that's probably a perfect segue into talking to the other man that's in the studio who's who's pretty much led the charge in terms of juniors along with other uh parents involved as well but he's the director of junior cricket down at old students i certainly want to uh, touch base with him again later in the show but whilst he's sitting in the studio with us a prime opportunity to sort of comment further on junior cricket down at the club and its importance in keeping the club alive because we know the club 10 years ago um, I wouldn't say it was on its knees but there was certainly a point in time where it could have gone either way. Vince welcome firstly to the show and uh, for your role as director of junior cricket at Old Students, uh, do you echo those same sentiments as Gino? It, it must be very satisfying to see those numbers come through. Uh, thanks, Dick, for having us on the show. Um, look, extremely proud where we are at the moment. Like 10 years ago, there was probably an infection point where, yeah, we had three three teams, senior teams. We didn't think we had one junior team, but um, our senior grades were ageing as a list. And there was massive concerns whether or not um, we're going to survive long term. So we, we threw everything in our junior program. Uh, we had back-to-back years of 50 kids running around Chapman Oval um, with the Milo program. But then the concern is, is, are these kids, is the club going to be around long enough to reap the rewards and the effort that was put in? And obviously now they're playing... We've transitioned a lot of these kids into senior cricket, which has helped fill four senior teams. Can you remember at any point in time where you thought, um, yeah, like it was interesting, that, that gap that you talk about, you know, the, the, the older players were getting older, yeah. and then you've got this, you know, healthy numbers at, at Blasters and Milo Cricket and all this sort of thing. Was there a point in time, um, you know, years ago where you thought, yep, yeah, this is starting to turn, I can see things are starting to progress here? I think there's always... There's a point of time, I suppose, when you see the kids transition to senior cricket. That's when you can start to see, okay, this is starting to work here because, and probably a bit earlier than what you thought. So, uh, 
but really probably two or three years ago there was a um, father a son in e grade team um, which predominantly those kids uh, there was myself and Chris Earl that played pretty much every game the rest was filled with kids and we had our grand final day we made it you know and the kids were only 13 12 13 we had 13 to choose from um, so we thought right this is now we can start to see uh, a progression and um, we thought right you know then from there they went into b grade and from there they've gone into a grade so we've got gino saraceno the club coach in the studio with us here at one fm plus director of junior cricket down at old students vince do you think it's important to have a director of junior cricket i'm not sure what other clubs are doing you're probably across it a little bit more but to have someone in charge fully of just juniors itself yeah. which is mainly your role yeah. um do you have some well, i don't want to use the word buy-in but do you have some consultation with guys like gino as coach to watch these kids grow and maintain their their, their development in cricket i think it's important it goes through phases so i think the director of cricket um every club should have one you need to have junior cricket, you Absolutely. mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you need to have someone who's in charge of it and someone's invested. Ideally, that person starts at, you know, who's got a child playing in that probably 12, 13 age group, um, and hopefully they progress all the way through. So initially it's the director of junior cricket's talking with the committee and, like, having a bit of a pathway going forward. But as they progress older, you need to be talking to the coach because you've got to be on the same page with the senior team. So you're talking about managing workloads because the kids are playing a hell of a lot of cricket when they get into senior cricket it's talking about where they're deficient i suppose in their cricketing so we bounce off but the biggest part is that you know with our club we have actually got the 16s train with seniors on a thursday night so we need that engagement between the juniors and the seniors because that's crucial unless you'll lose them if they don't feel part of the club, they won't play jump in here too gino just in terms of and you boys have seen a lack of numbers at juniors across the board. So there's going to there's going to come a time where you're probably VG. Mm-hmm. You've got um, your own investment in in your son Andre playing in B grade at the moment, but there will come a time where uh, he won't be playing junior cricket anymore, and the club will need to find someone to take over the reins in terms of your role. But Gino, just lack of numbers. We've talked on this radio shows ever since it started uh, six weeks ago about one-day cricket, two-day cricket, incentive to get cricketers back into it. Just your thoughts on that. Uh, I spoke to Dylan Grandel uh, last week. Numerka seemed to be all over two-day cricket. They they love it, and that's completely fair and and reasonable. Yeah, we we all want that too. Just your thoughts, please. Yeah, I think in the space of where cricket currently is, one-day cricket is seemingly on a a national scale is dying. and that's a couple of reasons, I guess. It's not on free-to-air and the kids aren't exposed to it. I mean, if you haven't got pay-per-view, you don't get the opportunity to watch one-day cricket. And that's even the national side. You know, that's pretty disappointing. T20 commercially is, is the way to go, and it's shown that. And, I mean, the the, uh, the region has brought, you know, the bush bash to, to the region. Um, so that that's sort of where it's at, I guess. But I'm a bit of a traditionalist, similar to the Numerka boys. You know, I, I think the 80 over, a mix of one-dayer and two-day cricket, obviously, is probably where I've always played. Um, but in saying that, uh, you know, the, the idea of a 100-over final, I think that needs to be assessed. You know, again, I, I'm not sure where that goes, especially if you're going to go from 45 overs to We haven't had one cricket. for a while now. I can't That's remember right. the last. So I think the transition back into, if it next year, barring no catastrophes, yep. I think, you know, mixture of one- and two-day cricket's where it's at. Throw in your 2020 comp as, you know, as... They've done, um, and, and then see where it takes us. I mean, from our perspective, it's a bit of a double edge. We want our kids developing, 
So two day cricket's probably not a bad thing, but in saying that, they're going to be some. They're going to be in for some long days as well because they're still very young and very raw. So that's that's sort of a catch twenty two, I guess, for us. We're not. There's there's merit in it, but there's also we're mindful of not burning the kids out as well. Vince, your thoughts on that because you've seen probably the numbers fluctuate at club level and at now at association level to a point now where it is a little bit concerning to only have, I think, you know, limited amount of teams at under 12s and yeah. um, even at under 16s, there's, there's two grades there with, with four teams in it. Yeah. Um, just your thoughts on that because, I think, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, traditionally in the past you've always had, you know, always look at it as a bit of a pyramid structure. So you need to build up your under 10s and 12s. You know, you need to have two or three teams in there. So when you get to the 16 level, you're going to end up with one. Um, that's probably stayed the same. Like last year, I think we had nine teams in 16s, this year eight. But it's the bottom level where the concern is. We need to have more teams in that under 12s. Um, no, I think that's the biggest concern. The under 10s, under 12s, the numbers need to be right up because at the moment, they're a lot lower than what they have been in the past. You're competing against a lot of different sports and you know everyone's busy, so it's not just... Yeah, when I first started the role, you probably was really just cricket and footy. Now you're talking there's basketball that's been played during the week. Um, this is AFLX is starting to come in, which is starting to play out the kids' thought process. Uh, and look, unfortunately, there's a lot of kids that have, you know, parents are separated that can't get kids to games and all that sort of thing. So you, mm-hmm. you're clashing with a lot of different... Lots of dynamics. Yeah, yep. so... But I think we need to be... Is there anything that you can... Sorry to cut you off. Is there anything that you can think of that has been helpful for you that might help with um, other clubs retaining juniors or or, or getting... Or is it just... I think what we did in the past, and COVID probably impacted a little bit, is you've got to get into schools. Schools is the key. If you get into schools, do clinics, get your names out, um, be a bit proactive in... Do what footy does you to us. You definitely feel that that's helped the club back in the day. That's when we first started. That's what we did. We aligned with schools and got clinics. Within COVID, you can't get onto school premises at the moment. Mm. So that's that's died. But we, um, things like, you know, you've got to get a bit smart what footy do. We, we were involved in, parents were involved in winter sports. So we're handing out cricket flyers once the last game finished. Um, and try to just get it more... In that Milo Woolworths program, just make it fun. Just get them to just play. Just get them fun. Hitting the it's, ball. It's the Woolworths blasters. That's where you need them, and you need to have games. Not so much about skills. It's just getting them there. Talk to a friend. Gino, well, let's talk. We'll move away from juniors for a moment, Vincent. If we'll touch, get the opportunity to touch on it again later in the show. But just uh, how's the feel down at the club at Old Students? Made the move many years ago, and, and Vince, you can vouch for this too, moving from Chapman Oval down at the old Shep High School, which is now um, the Greater Shepparton Secondary College. Made the move to Kyala, and how have things been now? I think, what, five, six years, or has it been more, longer than that? Six years, yeah, six years since uh, the club made the move to Kyala, and I can only see the club growing and growing in that in that area. Um, lots of kids coming out of the Kyala area now looking for a game of cricket will end up on old students' uh, doorsteps. Yeah, I think in terms of that, that was a really good move for us. I mean, from an A-grade perspective, we won the flag the first year. We, we actually moved out there, so it was a pretty good omen to move out there. Look, it's been challenging thereafter, but in terms of the infrastructure, resources, facilities, we, we can't complain. We, we've been very fortunate in that space. We've got, you know, Nets, a really good uh, centre wicket. The ground's getting, you know, continuous improvement and work on uh, a brand-new roller, 
we, we, you know, we've been able to get uh, enough resources to actually make things actually work for us, and also the support. I mean, it's it's good that you know the volunteers that we get to help with wicket preparation, socially. You know, our, the the rebuild of the rooms has certainly made things a lot easier. Nets is our big project, I guess. Moving forward, that's that's one thing we certainly want to um, you know enhance favourably for us as a club and, and from the demographic perspective that Kyle area is growing um, and we want to make that our own there's no no line about it no denying that's it that's the catchment we, we're looking at I think that's, that was one of the reasons another thing for the juniors was that growth corridor so we knew when we left Chapman that Kyla was the growth area um, and that was what we had to tap into. And, so that, and that could keep the club alive, correct. for sure. Yeah. Let's talk about some talented cricketers uh, down at the club. There's there's many, and, and I'm sure that they're, they're, they're tuned in on this Saturday morning, ready to go just before Christmas, Gino. Give us two or three names that sort of, you know, in, make your heart sort of grow bigger when you see these boys um, become mature cricketers out in the middle and um, sort of sh- lead the way, because they could be, you know, potentially down the track, depending on where they go and what path they take could be outstanding leaders for the club down the track. Yeah, look, I don't want to I'm not one to praise my great mate in the studio here, but I think the work that Vince has done is, you know, second to none. We've been pretty fortunate, you know, Oscar Lamborne and Sammy O'Brien, you know, they've been from from day dot, they've been in our program and they've played, you know, they've had 15, 16 games in A grade. Aston Young, we got to the club as well. Um, he's he's moving, you know, he's come along at a rapid rate. Then we've got in the in the B grade, we've got, you know, Noah Muir, Vince's young bloke in Andre Gagliardi. Um, we've also got uh, Nate Earl, Zach Bathman. You know, as far down as even in, you know Darcy Smythe, Harper Collins is coming through, and then even in the lower grades, we're, we're fortunate because these kids are still playing the game. You, you know, you got Hayden Cruz who's coming through the ranks. You know, as an under under sixteen, Jacob Canaan, Nicholas Cooper. Big these shout boys. out too to Tony Cruz. Yes, yes, he's uh, back playing the great man. Yeah, it's been a while since um, we've seen Cruzy running around, which is fantastic to see. But that makes a huge difference when it's not just A grade cricketers. Yeah, That's Vince right. has done it's a right great job, but board. we've got them across the whole. We've got them across the whole lot of the grades and that that makes them feel a part of something and, that, and that's what makes clubs is, is that you know father son it's those families that you get there so you know you've had people that have been away for a while and you get them back we've down the track we've we've recruited a few um from overseas and uh none other than felix odell and and now we've got Callum mccabe here as well leading the charges um how things going the, the, the club's just won the one game for the year against cara uh, sorry, against Shep United last Saturday. They lost the game before that to Cara. My apologies. And uh, and only registered the one win. That ideally would have liked a couple of wins before Christmas at the least. Uh, Gino, just your, your thoughts on how A-grade are travelling. And then if you want to go on and touch on, you know, your role as, as captaining B-grade and, and, and what at what point did you think you had to make the decision of getting out of A-grade and sort of leaving those boys alone and let them go to their own devices and you playing B-grade? Look, you know... Felix before, you know, as a captain, he he led from the front on the field. And then obviously, you know, this year, Cal's taken over the role as as captain for the next couple of years. I think it was a a really good move by the club to appoint Callum. He's young. um, He's in the area. He works at Notre Dame as well as as a colleague of ours. He's certainly uh, got his own ideas on how he wants the club to improve. And we could sort of see that in in the early games. Now, look, it may take... It may take a season or two, but if, if we can keep this core group together and then continue to build and bring you know bring some more experience in over the next couple of years, I think you'll see the fruits of the labour come come through. You know, and, and Cal understands that he's he's fully aware of of where we're at. Yeah, we'd like to be maybe one or two wins extra, but it's 
it's not it's not hindering how they're training. It's not hindering their effort. Uh, you know, there's 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 things that need to be improved. We know that as a club. He knows that as an individual. And you know, let him let him take it. You know, let him make it his sort of side that he's going to develop and he's going to grow. And that's I think that's important. And touching on the second bit, my role as captain, it's, it's been good to actually remove myself. From that A grade, you know, it's it's been quite pretty sort of high octane character, aren't you? Like, can be a little bit. Um, well, I won't use the word destabilising, but you can sort we of uh, yeah use you know all sorts of ways of. Uh, we need to know how how you roll at a game of cricket. Um, that's for sure, Gino. But we certainly love it. But it must be just a bit calmer now that you can just go back and and, and work with the kids and um, play B grade cricket. And you're certainly. Um, not struggling in that area with some really positive scores. You've already made 100 and you've got an 80 on the weekend. So, uh, you know, how's that feeling for you, just playing B-grade cricket and not having the pressure of playing A-grade? It's actually exciting, you know, with what we've got there. Um, and that was the whole, again, the whole process of, you know, A, B and closing that gap to get the C-grade up. You know, the, the young boys that are coming in, they're contributing in different ways, not all the time, but and they've got some lessons to learn as well. And, we, we you know, we know that as a club, but... It's nice to just go there and, and not have any, you know, the pre-game nerves are almost gone. I, I, I turn up and it's pretty enjoyable. There's no real pressure. The first game was, was a bit nerve-wracking because we, we only won by a wicket, but it was good to see, you know, a couple of young boys get us over the line in that space. And, you know, I think that's important for me and it's also important for them to see that I'm actually not as, you know, highly strung when I'm out there. Um, yeah, I get frustrated when there's a catch drop, but... I get on with it pretty quick, and, and that's I think that's important for them to see that I'm still passionate and want to win, but also I put an arm around them when you know if they haven't if they've dropped the catch or you know they haven't haven't fared so well with battle ball. So I think that's the more important role for me, and hopefully I can do that and continue to do that. You're certainly doing a great job now socially, boys. Uh, things going on at the club uh, last Saturday night uh, Christmas party. This is the other thing drawing on the juniors. Uh, Vince, and you mentioned it before, these young kids, they bring their mums and dads and their brothers and sisters, and all of a sudden, we I can remember back in the day, we would struggle to really get any size uh, Christmas party, yeah. and now we could potentially have upwards of 60, 70 people um, at a function. So socially, boys, it must be great now that the, the club can um, have so many people around and there's a really good vibe. And what are we doing socially? Maybe going into next year, is there any talk of anything? I know there was a one guy, he's absolute genius down at the club, who came up with a barrel draw. <laughs> and uh, we do that every Thursday night, and a few of the boys are running that now. So you've got a barrel draw on a Thursday night. Tell the, the listeners a little bit about socially what, what's happening down at the club. Uh, look, yeah, you're right. Like, obviously, having these kids there and their parents are engaged, that's the main thing. But um, Thursday nights, we usually have dinners. And a big shout out to our, our sponsor, Banana Takeaway. Um, we usually have schnitzels on a Thursday night. Great turnout. There's usually 30 that stay back for a beer or a softy with the, with the schnitzel. Um, and then so last Saturday night, we had our Christmas party at the Pep Mill. Another uh, shout out to our major sponsor. And we would have had 50 plus there. After Christmas, talking to Brendan Crouch, who's our, um, I suppose, events manager. Activities coordinator. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I think he's thinking about some um, barefoot bowls which we'll try to incorporate with the, the females of the club so again yeah, try to make it all inclusive the bus trips down to the winery are always good too they're good I don't yeah. know if that's on the agenda yeah. well, I think working Nick closely with, still recovering from that so. working closely with the Kyla Bowls Club too I think that'd be ideal if you have it at, at next door you know yeah. and support them as well yeah, yeah absolutely well. but yeah no it was, our, our turnouts have been quite good so and presentation nights again because our numbers are so strong with the juniors 
are quite large. Like you're looking at 80 plus uh, with our senior and under 16 kids. Awesome to see. Fantastic. I've got the boys from Old Students in the studio on this Saturday morning. Gino and Vince, so good to have you. So good to have you here. And uh, we're going to go off to our sponsors break, our obligatory sponsors break here on 1FM. And we'll be back right after this. Segway Power Sports ATVs, UTVs and SSVs are now available at Shepparton Motorcycles and Power Equipment. The Snarler ATV bike is capable of carrying heavy loads and is a powerful and technologically advanced four-wheeler. The Fugelman UT10 petrol UTV is one tough machine designed to lighten your workload and make those trips around the paddock a blast. And fear no place with the Villain SX10, combining extreme performance with modern aerodynamic design. Segway Power Sports is here. Contact Brendan at Shepherd and Motorcycles Purcell Street or Paul at Shepherd and Motorcycles and Power Equipment Benella Road or visit our website shepherdandmpe.com.au LMCT one fm sponsor. Are you looking for that perfect but unique Christmas gift for your friends and family? Why not get them an ultrasonic mosquito repeller? In a year where the mosquitoes have taken over, you can give the gift of no mozzies to a loved one. Stock's limited, so order now. Having the family over for Christmas lunch or friends for a New Year's Eve party? Get your house sprayed for mozzies and spiders now so you can enjoy a bug-free party. Spray bookings before Christmas are limited, so call now. Jason's Pest Control, 1-800-599-699. 1FM Sponsor. Make your Christmas super special this year with our sponsors Focus Cards and Gifts in the new look Maud Street Mall. A huge range of Christmas gifts including willow tree statuettes, new Woodwick candle scents, bramble bay candles and lots of Kris Kringle ideas in store right now. Make your gifts super special with our great range of wrapping paper gift tags and all the trimmings. There is also a massive range of Christmas cards for all your family, friends and colleagues in store. Get in early for the best selection. Call us on 582 or check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Station sponsor. Let Merit Funeral Services take the stress out of your funeral arrangements. Whether you're looking to prepay a funeral, arrange a bond or prearrange a complete funeral, Merit Funeral Services are just a phone call away. They can even come direct to you anywhere across the region to help walk you through the process each and every step of the way. With more than 40 years industry experience, Expect nothing less than service and advice that exceeds your expectations. Let Merit Funeral Services take care of everything. Phone 58251651. 1FM sponsor. 1FM. Fantastic to have your company again, sort of second part of the show here with uh, Cricket Shepparton and uh, just listening to the, the tunes of Mr Brightside, the killers there as we come back into the show. I was uh, fortunate enough to see them on Wednesday night down at Rod Laver Arena. Uh, they certainly had the crowd rocking and I've got the boys in here and they've got it rocking. Vince Gagliardi, the Director of Junior Cricket and Gino Saraceno, the coach of Old Students. Great to have you boys in the studio. Let's uh, touch on the player of the round winners and then we'll, we'll ask you some questions as you go along boys uh what do you think of that incentive gino because i know that round two you were fortunate enough to win one a 50 dollars rsl voucher if you don't mind have you used it yet no still to be used digger that's don't all right time don't, at the minute, uh, but, uh, apparently good, look good incentive good initiative across the grades get the uh, wife and uh and, and and sophia down to the rsl for a nice meal and on your shout yeah we'll sort that out in the new year mark nolan got it done in round one taking five for 19 off nine overs from Nagambi Cricket Club. Gino, as we said, 107 not out of 68 balls. In the B grade, round two, Jed Wright 
Six for 24 in round three. You're looking at me like you want to say something, Jonah. Yeah, Jed Ryan, yeah. yes. Him and Tyler Larkin. Well, we had him in the studio. Say, yeah. In terms of the light foot at the minute, they, they both have, have about 12 votes each. And they least. have a ton of runs as well. Uh, Blair Taylor Lloyd in B grade for Nagambi. What f- unbelievable score, 142 and two for four, if you don't mind. And then last week's winner, round five, was Trent Bell from Wayai, also in B grade, taking five for 23. And then he backed it up with the bat. That's the key. Um, if you're lucky enough, Gino, to make 100 and no one else can do that, if you can take five for 23 and then back it up with 41 not out, you're pretty much a Monty. So well done to Butch Scott, who names the uh, the cricketer of the round, player of the round award. Nice little uh, $50 in the skyrocket there to take down to the Shepherd and RSL. Fantastic. Let's have a look at last week's games in A grade. Um, the first game we've got here, is Nagambi posting a score of five for 217. Uh, Gino, you'd probably know a little bit about these clubs more than me. And Karamomis all bundled out for 130 after a win the previous week to old students. Lukey Nolan, well, the Nolan boys, they pretty much run the show down at Nagambi, who I'm hearing. Luke Nolan with 74. Mark Nolan, three for eight. And well done to young Jaden Dosey, who got 62 for Cara. Your thoughts on that game, Gino, quickly? Yeah, it looks like Nagambi is starting to get their uh, side together. They they usually take two or three rounds to get going and then they, they hit their straps. So that's, I think, back-to-back wins for them. They beat Yamurka in a pretty close contest the week before and now to get the win against Karamomis where they scored. And correct me if I'm wrong, they started off the season without a win. There might have been two or three Northerners. rounds. Yeah. yeah, in round one. And then they lost to Central Park in round three. And so now they're on the, they're on they're the start, march. They're two and three now, so they're starting we'll, to get their act together. We'll talk with, about who they play yeah, next as well. They'll sort through it. Excellent. Yamurka. Six for 128 against, again, a plucky Yaroa. Eight for 127. Liam Gledil, as he's done so many times, Team of the Century squad member, two for Newmerka. Five for 35. So I'm not sure how old Liam is, Gina. Do he's you know? a, year, a couple of years younger than me, I think, Liam. He's about so 44, 43. 40s, yes. Or thereabouts. He might have been a little bit younger. I don't want to... And just bowling off spin? He just bowls, uh, just bowls in the darts. spot. I mean, they've got young... Um, Mitch Grandall's, Mitch Grandall's, you know, he's benefited obviously having Eckard there as well, and then the new recruit um, from overseas Is as well. It they bowl, yeah, he bowls yeah. a bit of spin too. So, look, if you're playing your Merker up at your Merker, it's uh, if they get to 160, 180, and their spinners get on a roll. They'll squeeze you, and it's going to be pretty hard to, to get over the line against them. We found that out. We lost by 20, but I'm not sure if we were ever in that game, to be honest, with the spinners. Yeah, talking about sides that uh, are back in the four, look, in terms of um, dropping off years ago, Central Parks and Brendan's back into it again, 6 for 22, but they had a bit of a scare because Tatura did really well, posting a score for 6 to, for 2 two, one. and I thought at that point in time we could be on for one of the biggest upsets in Cricket Shepherd and history because we know Tatura haven't been able to make big scores the last few weeks, then all of a sudden they come out with 2-21 against one of the prime um, teams of the competition. Young boy Scopoletti got 49, Tyler Larkin continues on his way with 64, did you think at any point Tatura could get the job done? I think with um, Tat this week, they were able to get a couple of the Kuma boys. Kuma had a buy over in their competition, and I think that's actually pretty 
pretty good bit of innovation. That's a good Dan thing Coombs, for I think, used to captain coach Cooma, maybe, or he's over at Tony. And he, sorry, and he knows a few of those boys over there, and both of them got one got 49 in Scopoletti, and another boy down at number seven, I think, got 44. So that took him up to, you know, six for 220. I never thought, especially at Deakin Reserve, I think they played it. Uh, no, they didn't. No they played away. Did. Yeah, I didn't think there was ever a chance. Yeah, that's right. And Ramuse, the uh, the old warhorse, getting it done again. So you know, 50 odd not out, and you know they're just they're just a, a pretty professional unit, and they continue to get it done. And they're they're pretty hungry, I think, considering what happened last year, where they they dropped from top spot in the last round of second and then got knocked out too high straight out. So They'll I think they're pretty hungry this year to, to, to go one better and finish as high as possible. Do you think they can win it? Well, not that they can win it. Do you think they will win it? Oh, look, I think the, the side they've got in the one-day format, it certainly is going to suit them. They've got five or six, you know, top liners. Then they've got two or three, you know, the experience that, that get, you know, when required, they do their job. And then Tyler looks to have brought in a couple of young blokes to give them opportunity as well, so a bit of a taste. And, and look, their B grade strong as well, so that gives them every opportunity with depth, you know, to push all the way into that sort of last couple of weeks of Cat- the season. Katandra take, oh, well, did take on uh, Way Isla. Last week, I thought this was match of the round. And Katandra, I think I'm pretty sure that I tipped Way Eye with the boys last weekend. Got it all wrong. Uh, only making 102, trying to chase down nine for 184. Jed Wright, 88. And Riley Shannon with figures of four for 21. Nine for 184 is a pretty good score in a 45-over game. Yeah, look, Katandras have not lost a game. I think they had a washout, and I think they're four and zip. So, you know, that's a... Super effort from them. They, they again. They played us round one, and we cop the Jed Wright show. And I think Jed's. Well, we'll Jed's always like, cop the Jed Wright yeah. show whilst he's there. Yeah, and Jed's. Uh, <laughs> I think Jed's basically made three scores over fifty, and then not required in the other game as they they won fairly comfortably against another side. So, so he's in red hot form. He's he's and his spin bowling is what very much underrated. He's a supreme league spin bowler. He gets the wickets for fun. Um, and they've, they've got other, you know, uh, Shannon, Riley Shannon, obviously, back in the A-grade side, got four for their, their recruit also is very good. He's he's produced a couple of good scores already as well. He's the opening bat and might bowl a little bit of spin, not sure the name exactly. Um, and then they're, then they're stalwarts, you know, Benny Cleary, Nathan Icky, Ray and they're sort of thereabouts. And Corey Hickford and and the name escapes me, Hadley Sirrett. So they've, they've got, there's enough there in a one-day format that if they get their act together, they, they can certainly go deep as well. Just checking my ladder to see where I had Katandra at the start of the year, and I did have him in sixth position. So I'm happy with that, I think. Top six for Katandra, and going on the results thus far, um, I, couldn't, I couldn't see them missing finals from here, but you just never know. The other match of the round that I thought was right up there, and this, Northerners have surprised me, and uh, they've done really well. And they took on Marupna last week, and with a score of 95, I thought absolutely no chance. But they only just lost in the end because Marupna, 8 for 96, won it by two wickets. So it was actually a much, much closer game in the end. Wickets were falling like anything last week, Gino, down at Tally. Yeah, typically, um, you know, this is the thing with Marupna, with the players they've brought in over the last two, two and a half years, that the depth has allowed them to get themselves out of, you know, s- some sticky situations. Again, this week, Lukey Zanchetta, you know... And he I think took three was, for 13, well, Jake Wright three for bat. 21. I think it was with the bat where he got 23 not out, you know, in a, in a low-scoring game, he, you know, they were six for 40, and I think he come in and, you know, he, he got them over the line. So I think that's, that's where they've certainly improved. Their batting is a little bit of their Achilles heel. Obviously, they've brought a couple of bats in this year, um... 
but their bowling is it's supreme. It's it's very strong now. They've got and that game could have been seen as the Nick Breslin Cup because uh, Nick Breslin was at Northerners last year. And then he was at Maripna now. He also played for old students and he's a premiership player alongside yourself. Uh, Gino, how's that been seen? Like Nick's move to Maripna, um, obviously a very handy cricketer. Oh, look, that's probably what they, you know, they targeted, you know, and he basically was moving to back, you know, he lives in the area and he's friends with the captain and the rest is history, I'll say. It's a handy acquisition, no doubt. Yeah, and one that sort of Northerners have had been able to move on pretty quickly. Well done to uh, Josh Sidebottom, 3 for 23. And Timmy Brett, 3 for 15. They're, they're, Northerners, have they surprised you? Yeah, look, I think they've still got enough... There's enough depth there. Their B-grade finish runner-up. They were unlucky not to win the grand final last year in B-grade. They lost in the last over or two against Marupna. Um, but they've lost... Northern's lost six players from their side last year, their A-grade side. So I think they're at 50-50. They might be two wins, two losses, or three wins, one loss. So they've they've started the year pretty well also. But they've got enough – there's enough quality there in the Bretts, side bottoms, um, Stewie Turner, and even Frogger, Benny Pedretti as the captain. He, he, he leads really well. He's, he's a really good guy he's and a, good a really fella. good leader, and he can bat. He's underrated as a cricketer, and I, I, I think his value at the top, he, he can actually, he's hard to get out. And if he does that, he gives them opportunity. And then they bowl to it, and they've, they've been pretty competitive in the first half of the year already. So that's the voice of the coach of old students, and he's going to talk about quickly now. Um, we've also got the director of junior cricket in the studio. Vince, you can chime in as well. Good to see the A-grade boys get a win last week. They thought that uh, they might have got the job done at least on one more occasion up until now, but uh, to finally break the duck and get a win, 5 for 236, really healthy score in a 45-over game. Although, Kyala, um, that score can easily be chased down because it's lightning quick. Um, we know the grounds aren't huge anymore. They've got the witches' hats around it that make it quite short, and if you bowl uh, a bit of trash, you can go for many runs, and uh, well done to Shep United, but put up a pretty competitive score of 9 for 208. Well done to Josh Robinson, 82. Cal McCabe got on the on the run, got on with the runs as well with 48, and Liam Caligari, 4 for 47. He's been a really important recruit over the past three or four years down at the club, moving from under a B grade. Yeah, look, you know, it was important for us to get a win um, last week. Um, you know, and any time you make over 200, I think you give yourself every chance. And just speaking during the week, I think Joshy Robinson was, you know, pretty frustrated in the sense that he'd made a lot of, you know, a lot of, got a lot of starts, and we sort of talked about him going on and, you know, um, just Vince was following it at the uh, at the B grade game, and he said he's he's got 50, and then he, he gradually got to 75, and then he got to 82, and we we're hoping he'd get 100. So for him, hopefully that just sort of now triggers what he can do on a weekly basis. Cal McCabe obviously batted really well. He got 48. Felix, as he always does, he, he sort of took the game away a little bit. He got 40 off about 30 balls, and that changed the game. And then, you know, young Ash. Young and um, Dylan Hammer at the end got 30 off about three overs, which takes you know that's the difference in the end. We won by we won by 30 runs. Those boys got it over line. And you With find those you find those young sides a little bit hit and miss. They can you know put in performances like they did against Newmerca where you wouldn't have given them a shot VG, and then uh, you know can when they play maybe a significantly not so stronger team, they sort of they mentally they they think it might just happen and it doesn't. I think so. I think it's um, yeah, been a young. And you know those boys better yeah, than anyone. Look, it's, a lot of it comes down to confidence too. Like, you know, it's sometimes it's good and bad thing that they play juniors on a Friday night. You know, they have a good game on a Friday night. It flows on to Saturday, but it goes the other way too. Sometimes it depends if they can switch on and off quick enough. But that must be difficult. Like, if you make a 
a score under 10 on a Friday night and you go in, you know, the next day, it's just added pressure. It probably yeah. don't need, yeah. but you've got, because you're, you're backing it up, you know, with a score of under 10. I can remember, you know, sometimes you'd get, you'd go out in first innings back in the day with two-day cricket and you'd make a score under 10. And then you got put back in again that next in that next innings, the side would put you back in. You have to go out and bat again. So that added pressure certainly is, uh, yeah, it's difficult for, for the young fellas. Look, I think personally, I mean, juniors is fantastic and they should be playing up until, you know, this age level. But I think next year you'll find the big, there'll be another big development to their game because they haven't got the juniors, uh, you know, the training and obviously the, the Friday night games as well. So they're solely focusing on, on senior cricket. All right, it's important that we touch on round six fixtures today on this Saturday. Again, a top of 24 degrees. And uh, if we get time, we'll touch on some other issues as well. Uh, boys, let's have a look at it. And Vince, um, I know that you're not heavily invested in A grade, but still would take a keen interest at how some of these um, games roll. So you're welcome to give a tip. Um, as we do in the studio each and every week. Euroa, uh, at Euroa, take on Karamomis. Karamomis had a win a couple of weeks ago. That's the only win of the year. Euroa are winless thus far. So, Gino, just talk about quickly that game down at Euroa. Can they break the duck and get a win against Kara? I'll back him in. I'll say that they can get the job done today. I think so. I think Euroa at Euroa is going to be a tough proposition for a lot of teams. Central Park um, got them uh, the same situation as Numerica. They've only made 130 Euroa, and Central Park got it eight down. So they're, if they're the best batting side, um, you know that's that was a fair effort from Euroa. They've got a couple of good spinners, and it is a bit of a spinner's track from all reports over at Euroa. So I will go with Euroa in a really tight, low-scoring game. Uh, Euroa for me. The so, bowl is too strong. Okay, so a trifecta of magpies here to get it done against Cara. Numerka take on Tatura. Tatura, we've seen a really positive performance last week. Can they build on that momentum into this week, taking on a real uh, title contender, if you want to call it that? Numerka at Numerka, it's probably the toughest road trip in cricket. Uh, your thoughts there, Gina? I think Numerka will be too strong. Yeah, Numerica for me. I think with the two Cooma boys going back to their club, that, that'll take, you know, 100 runs away from last week. So it's going to be make it tough for Tat. I'll, I'll go with Numerica in this one. Too strong. Yeah, Numerica for me. Too much depth. So a trio of Numerica tips against Tatura. This is probably, looking at it, one of the game of the rounds or match of the rounds. Central Parks and Brennan's taking on Wayai at Deakin Reserve. If you're around the area, head down to Deakin for a, a really good game of cricket. There's every chance, too, that the Frog Box will be live streaming that game. But we'll see how that comes out Um in terms of its availability, but Central Park taking on Wayai, I think Central Park in a close one. Central Park should win this pretty comfortably. Yeah, okay. At Deakin Reserve. And that's it. That's what uh, Gino reckons. Yeah. And VJ, you're, you're tipping the Central same. Central Park, yep. Central Park, too strong. And uh, look out, Tyler Larkin, looking to add to his already massive amount of runs that he's been able to collate for the year. Marupna, this is the other big one. Marupna taking on Katandra. We've talked about Jed Wright's form. We've talked about the handy inclusions at Marupna, um, along with Nick Breslin added to that side. Very good bowling side, Marupna. At home, this will be a good one. If you're in the Marupna area, head down and watch a, a good game of A-grade cricket. Gino, your thoughts on this one? I'm actually going to tip Katandra. If, I think the Eagles, if Jed Wright can get away, um, I reckon the Eagles can get it done. If it's the same wicket we played on last week, whoever bats first will win. I'll, so it's a big I'll, toss to win. Yep, I'll tip Katandra in this case. If they get 160 and above, I think they can win with their attack. I think this could be the um, preview of the grand final. 
Okay. I think this uh, early this on, round well, six, and yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely the match of the round. I think it's exciting. If you, like you said, if you're in the area, go and watch it. Some good cricketers, but I think Katandra with their bats, yeah. Get it done. So we're all we're all tipping Katandra in that one against Marupna at home. Interesting. Shep United take on Nagambi. United have had uh, one win, I think, and Nagambi. No, haven't won it yet. One win. Yep. And Nagambi, a couple of wins. This one down at Central Park. We know that Princess Park is starting to grow again. So maybe who knows? I think this season might be out in terms of getting uh, Shep United back at home. But they're playing at Central Park. I think Nagambi are starting to kick in the gear, and they'll get it done here. Bit depleted at this stage, uh, United. So I think that that could sort of go against them. If they had, uh, I think Chaminda, the 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 coach, he's currently out at the moment. So and they've got a few out, which makes it quite difficult. So I think Nagambi just, I think just in a really tight game, I think they'll they'll just get over the line. We'll find a lot of unavailabilities today, I reckon, as we head towards Christmas. You tip in that one, Vince. Uh, Nagambi's far too strong. So, again, a trio of Nagambi uh, tips there. And in the last game, well, I'm guessing that we're all going to be tipping old students in this one. But this one is a really tough game. Kyabram at the Kyrec Reserve. Kyle Mueller in really good form. They've got a pretty strong and handy bowling line-up too. Uh, look, the heart, the head probably says Kyabram, the heart says old students. Uh, can we cause an upset, Gino? Geez, it'd be good if we could. I mean, after last week, I think the key for us today is, you know, is to make sure that if we can keep that consistency with the bat, it gives us every chance of, you know, being competitive. Otherwise, it's going to be quite challenging. But from, from where I stand, I think, you know, it's important that we continue to develop and look for improvements. And this is another opportunity for us as a club. BG, uh, your tip in that yeah, one. Could, on oh, Susan, Josh yeah. Robertson will back it up again. Yeah, he's with another 50-plus. Well. Yeah, he's yeah. going well in the nets. Fantastic yeah. to see. Great to have you boys on board in the studio on this Saturday morning. Really appreciate your time over the past 45 minutes. Always great to be talking cricket at 1FM. It's what we do live and local. And we will catch... May everyone have a, a magnificent uh, festive season and Christmas break, you boys, as well. Have a great holiday. Great to have you on board. And everyone have a safe new year. And we'll be back on a Saturday morning, January 7, at the same time at 9.15 with the Murchison Cricket Club as they prepare for their 150-year anniversary of their cricket club. So looking forward to talking all things Murchison in a couple of weeks. Have a safe, festive season and all the best for the new year and we'll see you then. If you have enjoyed the show, then please let us know what you think at our socials. 1FM Super Saturday Sport on Facebook and Twitter and tune in from 8am next week to find out more. Till next week, goodbye.